0: Hi and welcome to Change Your Mind with Flora. My name is Flora and you are listening to the Conscious Creator Series. Today we get to talk to Pamela Parker, lovingly known as Pammy. For me, this conversation was full of surprises and I wouldn't even know where to start summarizing. Instead, I will give you the timestamps in the show notes and invite you to show up with an open heart and an open mind. Get ready to go deep, Meet Sergeant Pammy, and be sure to stay until the end if you'd like to hear more about a potential creative collaboration. Whether you're interested in self-development, getting to know Pammy, or moving through hardships, this conversation is for you. Welcome, Pammy. So nice to have you. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, I am really excited for this interview. Um, But before we get started, I just wanted to invite you to take a deep breath And really arrive in the moment so we can start from a place of calm and connectedness. How are you feeling right now? Calm and connected. Mm. (laughs) That is perfect. I am happy to hear that. And I am really excited to talk to you. We have a bunch of things that we wanted to talk about. But to start, I would love to ask you about the Conscious Center Academy. Um, Would you mind beginning by telling us what it is?
1: Sure. Um, The Conscious Center Academy is something that is evolving. It is a space online in which people are able to access different types of programs, products, and services that will assist with conscious awareness growth Mm -hmm. and development and it's really a place the the programming and the products that we're offering is really focused in three areas it's Mm -hmm. focused on self-discovery personal development and personal mastery and um, it's it's something that has been produced because of COVID. It's uh, in an online environment. It's a practice that I have been doing for over 25 years mm-hmm. um, in the real world with, with clients um, and meeting with them one-on-one or within groups or within seminars or retreats. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's a work in progress.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And I really like the three different pillars that you named, self-discovery, personal development, and personal mastery. And I was wondering, um, how did you come to this selection? Does it have a special personal meaning for you?
1: So, it's it's a process. It's a path that I have personally found for myself in my own personal evolution. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's it's about really coming to the core questions of of self uh, within this. Uh, opportunity to live as a human being yeah Mm -hmm. so to be able to kind of understand oneself who am I what do I want Um, how may I serve Mm -hmm. what is my dharma all of these are questions that are really from a place of not just the mind not just from the body but also from soul, and the spirit of oneself. Mm -hmm. And so the work that we hope to do through the work that we offer in the programs and services that we offer at the Conscious Center Academy and and beyond is really about discovering more of our integrated selves, both body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. So being able to start in a place where we have some tools through self-discovery. You know, who am I anyway? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been living life. I haven't even checked in with myself. You know, Mm -hmm. what is it that I want? And to really start to see and to understand one's values. There's some values that people have that they um, develop at a very, very young age, Mm -hmm. and then they expand and shift and grow as one Personally develops into their life. And so to kind of be connected with that from a self discovery perspective, that's very, very helpful. You know, what is most Mm -hmm. important to me? What's most important to me now may be very different than what it was when I was 12. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What is most important to me now that I am a mother? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: What
1: is most important to me now that I am? an elder, a grandmother. And so this this cycle of self-discovery can really occur at any part of our life. More often than not, we find more people who are younger, you know, are more willing and receptive to take this on and to really do the work within Mm self-discovery. But people who are also in pain and just feeling stuck and maybe even for the first time in their life, finding their authentic Mm self-calling, and they didn't even know who that was. And so this provides self-discovery, provides an opportunity to kind of be with that and to ask oneself their own questions Mm
3: -hmm.
2: so that
1: they can then begin to move into the next pillar of personal development. Now that I know who I am, now that I know what I want, now that I really sense my true purpose in life, my dharma, Mm -hmm. Now I have an opportunity to be able to really um, help cultivate that and Mm -hmm. really grow that and really allow for that to really move into my life in a beautiful way that really um, serves me. Mm -hmm. So um, the programmings, while we have programs and courses, all of them it's not in a box, for an example. It's not, you know, I'll take this course and when I get out, I'll look just like everybody else. When I come out, it's it's about sharing different types of personal development principles and mm-hmm. experiences and to be able to try that on for oneself and then to be able to then make some decisions for the, oneself in order to identify actions that we can really live into our lives. Mm-hmm. And then as we begin to walk our talk and really live the authentic life that we choose to live for ourselves, and many times we need support around that. You know, it's not familiar. We've been living a life that someone else told us we should be living, for an example. Mm-hmm. Um, many women feel that way. You know, we're taught so many women in the world to socialize, to uh be a certain way. And men too, you know, Mm -hmm. they men have, you're a man, you should be this, you're a woman, you should be that these are the behaviors. And if you don't fall within that, then there's something that's quote, unquote, wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, internally, we have this conversation with ourselves saying, you know, what was that all about? That's, that's not true for me. Mm -hmm. And so what is my truth? And then to really have, um, so for an example, coaching services or um, just someone, a counseling, spiritual counseling services, because people tend to, they're very good with their body and their, their body and their mind. But then when they really expand their consciousness to be able to move from just what's present within their five senses and really open up to something else, they Mm -hmm. find their world really opening up and really expanding to another way of being. And that's what we're talking about in terms of working with our conscious. So we have a subconscious that we need to understand and embrace and acknowledge. Mm -hmm. We have our being conscious and aware. Okay, (laughs) now we know. Mm -hmm. And then we have an opportunity to really expand into a super consciousness knowing, which interestingly, we do it every day, this practice every day through our sleep in our Mm. dreams. But, um, you know, sometimes we're not aware of that. And so we have an opportunity to really live into the fullness of our lives holistically, once again, body, mind and spirit really integrating all that we are. And Mm. then people get to this place in life, they could be 20. And in this place, it could be Know my age, uh, which is going on 64, who Mm. sometimes I feel this way and sometimes I don't of (laughs) self mastery. You know, and there's some aspects of life and and information and subjects for which I have great information and great experience and knowledge from which I'm able to really be the teacher, be the Mm. mentor, be the coach, be fully present with others as they're moving through the development. So, by being master. And the services that we pri- provide around this, it's really about really taking what we know about ourselves and then being able to be present for others mm-hmm. and learn how to be able to help guide them and to lift them up. So it's going from this really beautiful place from me to we, to really mm-hmm. even more, not just the me and one other, it's me, one other, and just really seeing how that expansion of consciousness takes place because once we touch another human being and we work with another human being, Mm -hmm. they have an opportunity to see the ripple effect of how the changes that they choose to make for their lives in terms of being more conscious, more aware, more mindful, um, how that translates to their everyday world Mm -hmm. and how they really do influence the world from that space. And so we do touch it. And then we need to take responsibility for that as masters and as persons moving through that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So,
1: um, those are the three pillars, um, very briefly.
0: Mm-hmm. So I love that. And a couple of things came up for me. Um, so first of all, I think this concept is really wonderful. And I love that you use these different kind of levels to help people build up. And, um, one of the things that reminded me of was you are also a Reiki master. And one of the things you emphasize there is you start by taking care of yourself and getting to know yourself and um, honing this, this self-practice. And then you start going outwards. And I love that because I'm, I'm feeling hints of that here as well. Um, like you start with getting to know yourself and developing yourself and growing into yourself. And then you get to a place where you can share those things with the world. And I really love that you're using this because I think it's so important because like you said, a lot of us are socialized to take care of other people first and to really worry about how we're showing up in the world. And I just love that reminder of how powerful it can be to do this you know, to stop and to first take care of yourself. Um, So I really appreciate that. Thank you for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it is a responsibility
3: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) and
1: whether, and that's, that's one of the paths, paths that we can choose to take or not. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the responsibility for ourselves and our own behaviors and being co creators of our own lives by really seeing how, we can be in this place of, um, you know, like who made this mess? <laughs> <laughs> who made this mess? And, it, mm-hmm. and ultimately it's, we, it's us. It's through mm-hmm. um, really being conscious and aware that we have the ability to make every choice matter in our lives. Mm-hmm. And for every choice that we make about who we are within our own lives, our life shows up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so being conscious and aware of ourselves and taking care of ourselves and in the care for oneself is about really creating a foundation mm-hmm. from which you're able to lift off in order to really do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one thing to know. It's another thing to be able to really take what we know and to put it into action. Oh,
0: absolutely. And then,
1: and then, and then finally dig this. It's not to know, it's not just to be in action, but it's really to be fully responsible for the outcomes of that. We're not responsible for what other people's actions are, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: but
1: we are responsible for how we are with others, Mm -hmm. with the information that we move as we move into the self-mastery piece. And the beautiful part about this, when we move into the self-mastery piece is that we go from this place where we connect, we get to know our ego from the mm-hmm. self discovery place, we get to play and be with our ego and to really, you know, kind of build the, the self concept and to develop mm-hmm. the self concept of self. Now that we know what we know about ourselves, how do I want to develop? How do I want to grow? How do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And then what's interesting is when we really move into this place of mastery for ourselves, how we know we're there is when we're not attached to the outcome. Hmm. When we simply show up with ourselves authentically and fully, not having to do anything
2: mm-hmm.
1: for another, you know, it's uh, so many people feel as though they need to give advice. Mm-hmm. So many people feel as though they need to do it for others. And it really is. And in the Reiki too, that's, a, that's what the first part of that learning about Mm -hmm. getting out of the way so that you can allow for Reiki to move in and through you for Mm -hmm. another person. That's a huge awakening. A lot of people don't get it even when they go through the course. Mm -hmm. And that's what the mastery part is Mm -hmm. because you can really be in that place of being humble, Mm -hmm. being present, really just, and what a a relief it is to know (laughs) (laughs) that the world isn't hanging on your every word. (laughs)
0: Mm. Yeah, that is also very true. Yeah, I was wondering can trust if that's the something. Others are going to take it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was wondering if that is something that feels kind of easier and natural now, or is it still difficult to let go of the outcome?
1: I think it, it's where, and, and this is me, um, mm-hmm. everyone has their different piece. But for me, um, when I'm not connected to my spiritual essence, mm-hmm. however I define that. If I'm not, so I'm not completely whole, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm just operating from my head, from my ego, or from my emotions in my heart, you know, those are all lovely things. But when it's not integrated, I can really fall into whatever, whatever place I'm in. So I think um, once I recognize and acknowledge and become aware of what's happening, you know, this, the mess, the the whirlwind Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's coming up around me i can start i can be um i can go take myself through a process and the process becomes easier
2: hmm.
1: i think it's it's um for me anyway some people they're enlightened and they can live in a world of of <laughs> lovey-dovey forever and the day you know mm-hmm. and 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 for me it, it it really is um it's less work it's less difficult it is it is a a practice it's a it, and it's a spiritual practice for me Mm-hmm. Some people, it's it's a different type of practice, but for me, it's about really calling to my my spirit and reminding myself that I am uh, not just a spiritual being. I'm not just a human being. Mm-hmm. I'm a whole being, interconnected with something much greater. And that just what a relief, just mm-hmm. to remind myself of that. And so, um,
0: yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful moment for the people who are listening to just take a breath and reflect on how that feels for you and what kind of practices we have to access that space. Um, And of course, as a side note, like for some people, it it really is easier than for others. Um, For me personally, I actually find it really difficult to let go of the outcome of many things. Um, And for me, um, Pammy, the moment I got closest to what I felt you were describing was I went through my yoga teacher training in Greece, and it was an intensive training where we were all on an island together, um, just practicing yoga, talking about philosophy, and being in this group for many days. And I think that was the only time where I I genuinely felt anything can happen right now and it's okay. And I think that's really beautiful to to hear that you can get to a place where that might be easier to access. because I think it is a really beautiful place to be in because it's not, not caring. Right. Right.
1: So it, and I, and I love what you said because you have, have now had this experience Laura, in which you know that you can do that, that mm-hmm. you have the ability to do that. Um, and, and you know what it feels like mm-hmm. to be in that space. And so then the next Step is to actually live your life and not live in the the retreat, right? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> and
1: and and it's cool because we while well, we we have this knowing, this inner knowing that it's possible. Mm-hmm. So if if the worst of the worst of the worst of your life can happen, you know you can go into the state mm-hmm. of being, and you can and you know how it will serve you.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and and it will always be there for you always
0: absolutely
1: and so and it may appear different and it usually does it it, it can evolve you know and and um what it all what also can happen is that we start as we start to live our life we find that we're reaching that same hilltop mm-hmm. that same goal that same place by through different types of practices mm-hmm. And we start to find some commonality about what are the behaviors, What are the actions that I take in my daily life that bring me closer and closer to that space again. Mm-hmm. So for an example, um, if that space for you was something like peace, love, help, happiness, yay, you know we mm-hmm. get it all. It's <laughs> right there. there's there's there is nothing. I am just like interconnected. I am one with the universe. And one way to do that is to be on a Greek island, being with all these really groovy people practicing <laughs> yoga, which is, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. And then there's an, there are other ways in which you can experience, maybe not the same experience, but you can experience peace.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You can experience love, compassion. And you can do that through conscious awareness of your own behaviors to elicit that and to invite that into your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So for an example, I'll give a very simple example. Um, and others might um, recognize this in themselves. It's, this is true for me anyway,
0: mm-hmm. is that
1: if I wake up in a grumpy mood. And, you know, it happens, you know, you have one of those dreams and it maybe it was scary and someone was chasing you and you were going to die. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it it is like something was happening in your dream. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up and, and you're really not feeling in your body. You know, you're not feeling connected. You're still kind of in that dream state, even with like a couple cups of coffee and and whatever. And you have to run off and do to go to work. And so you kind of carry that residual stuff from your dream with you and then all of a sudden you know you notice that everything around you is just like so like oh god you know can i just wake up again Mm -hmm. (laughs) can the day just start again please Mm -hmm. and the the cool thing is is that it can Mm -hmm. the moment that we decide that that we that it can but who has to do the restart is it's like number one that awareness of like oh my gosh what's going on here? The whole world is showing up in in this craziness. Mm -hmm. Who's creating this mess? Well, we are (laughs) within our consciousness. And once we recognize that, we can ask ourselves, okay, I had this dream fact. Okay. My dream was this, and this is what was going on in my dream. Okay. Is this the reality or is there a story that I'm telling myself about this dream? Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm letting my dream control my world and my reality for today. Okay, great. That's what a beautiful recognition. Are you willing to release that for now, knowing that mm-hmm. you can always come back to it later because there might be some important information within that dream? Yeah. And yeah, you know, I'm I'm willing to let all that go. Great. If you let it go, what do you want to move into? So if you've been feeling this stress and anxiety and your heart is racing just continuously and you're just like, "Ah, oh, I just like totally like crazy." Mm-hmm. And and then you can just say, okay, I think I can take a breath for a minute. Okay, I can do a timeout and just do a pause. In mindfulness, we talk a lot about pausing, right? We mm-hmm. talk about it in yoga. We talk about it in many of these types of practices. But it's so simple and so sweet when we give ourselves permission to just do a timeout and a pause. And it can be in a New York second. We don't need to buy you know, something fancy to tell us how it, what to do next. Mm-hmm. We can simply allow for ourselves to take in our breath, reconnect, to be able to invite, you know that higher power, whatever that is, to guide us because we can't right that right now we can't do it for ourselves. We're, we got a mess going on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Why not invite something to support ourselves
3: mm-hmm.
2: and to
1: breathe that in and to be able to take that in so that we're able to um, be with ourselves in a different way. And what is that? I would like to just have a little bit more calm. Really, how much little calm do you want? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe a lot more calm. (laughs) What does that look like? Well, you know, I just, I want to be able to breathe freely in the field. I want the world to show up a little bit differently. So the world is showing up calm. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Are you willing, are you willing to invite that calmness to move in and through you now? Yep. I'm ready. Great. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) And so, and so, and, and then to invite, and to invite it in, if not, isn't that interesting? You can just be an observing participant. Wow, really? You're not willing to do that? You'd rather be hanging out with all of this craziness? Yeah, I really, really, really want to do that. Great. Just know that you're making every choice matter and you're inviting that in. Mm -hmm. The moment that we make the decision to live in that place for an example of, Peace, for an example, whatever, however we define that, it doesn't have to be how others define it, it's how we define it for ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the world shows up different. And it's really more about you're not controlling them, it's just how you are perceiving it, how mm-hmm. you're being with the other, the external world around you. And mm-hmm. by you being in a from a place of peace. You really help be a guidepost for others without them knowing about it. It's unconscious behavior with it. All of a sudden you don't have the frown lines on your head and you're not all scrunched up and tense. You're really coming from a place of just, as you began your podcast today from a place of just calm, Mm -hmm. present being here now, giving yourself the gift first and without have it, you're not necessarily doing it to someone else, but you're being present so that others can also be calm
3: mm-hmm.
1: and present. Yeah. And then, whoever you are in the midst of that, that's some people call miracles.
0: <laughs> there are
1: times when I do, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really love that. And I also love that you're saying, you kind of let go of you're not trying to control it um but you're shifting your energy in a way that you can show up differently and you also perceive the world differently when you shift um and i was wondering because i i have a, a personal practice where i try to ask myself how am i feeling right now how would mm-hmm. i like to feel and what mm-hmm. can i do to invite in those feelings And um, for me, that's, it's still quite a physical practice sometimes where there are specific things I can do to shift my mood. And I was wondering if for you, you use external things to make that shift happen, or if you can really sit with yourself and, and make it internal.
1: Great question. And Um, just first things first, and I'll, I'll, I'll direct my answer to Mm -hmm. your question. The, we can't do it to someone else. Mm
0: -hmm. We cannot
1: control other people. Absolutely. We can show up and be examples of how we want other people to show up for us. Mm -hmm. Good, bad, ugly. So that was the previous example. Um, And so I love the fact that you have you, you have the ability to connect with the feelings that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the self-practice and the self-care actions continue to be internal because if we try for the for the outside to make to heal us, mm-hmm. then we're 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 inviting the power of what's outside of us rather than the power of what's inside of us. Mm -hmm. So if we would like to have a, um, it's about how we talk with ourselves. So it's a Mm -hmm. compassionate communication, a nonviolent communication. The practice that you were just discussing is is very much a part of nonviolent communication. Mm
3: -hmm. And within
1: nonviolent communication, when we learn those skills, many times we learn how to do that within for someone else and being with someone else in relationship with someone else. Mm -hmm. And I would invite people to consider really being an observing participant of that compassionate communication Mm -hmm. with themselves, because you take ownership of of yourself and your own behavior. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: The moment
1: that you Mm -hmm. give your power away to something external to yourself, you are no Mm -hmm. longer empowered you have given your power away to something else. Oh, so being yeah. able to really, you, you recognize your feelings, you own your feelings, and now you get to have a compassionate and loving conversation mm-hmm. by choosing the words of love and compassion and kindness to go back and forth. And if you find yourself not having, you know, thinking about uh, nonviolent communication, you're giraffe talk and your jekyll talk yeah Mm -hmm. and just recognizing that we have we we always have a conversation inside of us it's about really focusing inward to really be conscious of that conversation and to see if you can manage it Mm -hmm. so that you can really start to bring yourself closer to the feelings that you would rather be feeling i think Mm -hmm. it's important sometimes too to just be with with the feelings.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: it's, it's, it's not comfortable. It's, it's can be very, very uncomfortable to be with restlessness and anxiousness. And, and, and I think that there's a lot of value Mm -hmm. to be with it, to acknowledge it, and then to also understand that for many of us, and some people, there's some medical reasons why they might need something external,
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and they might need medication, they might need, you know, something, but mm. um, I think, you know, that they're able to do that. If the, just one other thing in regard to external pieces that come up for me is that there are times in which we can't do it for ourselves. Mm. We're so caught in our stinking thinking, we're so caught in our anxiety and the fear and the unknown of the world that we just simply cannot do do the work for ourselves and so i always advocate to have someone in your back pocket
2: mm-hmm.
1: at least one other person but you know several t- different people maybe from different different areas that mm-hmm. can really help bring you to that space in which you can be come to that place of empowerment Mm-hmm. So for an example, do you have a good friend that you, that you can talk and they will just simply listen. They won't give advice. They can hold a space for you and be there for you. And then when you finish talking, telling them your story for the 12th millionth time, <laughs> they can say to you, are you done yet?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or do you need to tell the story again? And so, and, and so it's that place that, that beautiful person that, that can do that. If you don't have a friend like that, and they're hard to find. They really are, um, but you might want to think about how you might cultivate that within your life, and also um, you might—that's where a coach or a, a counselor can be. And it might not be a psychologist; it might be, uh, for an example, I—I'm not a psychologist; I'm a spiritual counselor,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and my my work is all about in that integration piece of one's definition of spirit and, and really allowing for the integration of spiritual self to their their. Body, mind, experience of of life. Mm -hmm. So you can see what I was saying before is is I walk my talk in that way. That's Mm -hmm. that that is my practice.
3: Absolutely.
2: And
1: so those are some things externally, some healthy things that we can do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Giving ourselves space for a timeout is an external opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are moving so quickly and so fast. And believe me, uh, from my accent, you can tell I'm, I'm from America mm-hmm. and I lived an American corporate life uh, way too long that I allowed to control me mm-hmm. and never asking this for myself. And, I, and so I understand how easy it is to get caught up in that. However, what I found when I was in it and I found this tool of just finding creating a space in my, my agenda, in my calendar for just going for that walk, going for a swim, going, uh, creating, you know, my my meditation time, doing, going and sitting on the toilet, if it's you know, <laughs> minimally of just, you know, so having that release, maybe it's a space in which we scream, you know, we go out and, and, uh, you know, find that great screaming spot that we can just, you know, release all the tension in our body. But just, you know, creating a timeout space mm-hmm. for ourselves, so that we can, really be with ourselves and, and not allow for that external environment to control us, but to be an observing participant of how we are choosing to allow for that to show up for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, many times when we start to move into this practice, our life really shifts a lot.
0: Absolutely. And I was, I was curious because I really like, um, that you also gave us some practical tools, like here are things that, you know, you could try out and just see if that fits you. Um, And you gave the example of finding a trusted person, maybe a friend who can create that space for you and listen to you. And you are also a spiritual counselor. And I was wondering from the other side, if people are listening and they want to show up for someone else in that way, where do you start in holding space for a loved one or for another person?
1: The first step is to get connected with yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be fully present and whatever that practice is to help you do that. It, for myself, I'm at this place where I can just take a breath. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've practiced enough that I, it's, I don't have to go into a deep meditation and do all sorts of crazy things. I can actually just kind of take a breath and sit back and recognize that the world is not just about me. Mm -hmm. I need to accept myself. I need to be with myself. I need to be present with myself as a whole individual body, mind, spirit, Mm -hmm. and then make a decision of whether or not this is a good time because, you know, we don't, we all have our moments when we're more ready than not to be Mm -hmm. a, a sacred space for someone else. I can do it pretty quickly and get out of my own way to do that but it's through practice you know and it takes a lot of practice so mm-hmm. if you if you uh, to be honest with yourself like is this really the right time and if it's not create an, an appointment mm-hmm. say you know what right now i'm i'm uh, I'm, I'm working hard i'm not in my the, the right space to really be present for you right now and i really want to do that I, I it's important i really want to give you everything that you need so that you feel supported. Can we meet at six o'clock tonight or mm-hmm. you know two o'clock tomorrow afternoon or whatever that is for you? So that you create that that space for yourself. Creating when you when we allow ourselves to be conscious and aware of our breath, we're creating a space
3: mm-hmm. of
1: taking in what we need, but also releasing what we no longer need. And so that's why the breath is can be so important to to really be present in a, in, in a very quick time. Mm -hmm. But if that's not um, an opportunity for you, then to be able to at least take the breath and recognize where you are at connecting with yourself and being honest and authentic with a person somebody a lot of people want to fix other people right away oh someone's someone's come to me they want to help me they want me to help them and yay i'm going to be the solver i'm going to be the solutioner i'm going to be the superhero mm-hmm. i'm going to be the master of this and it's mm-hmm. just you know what we don't always show up at every moment of every second when you know in, in that space to be able to really do that and so I think being really honest with ourselves and asking yourself, am I, am I really in that space that I can really be present for them? And you, we can even ask, you know, we can say, look, you know, I, I've got an hour so we can put some boundaries around it because mm-hmm. people can go on with their stories forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they can yeah. just go on and on and on. And is that really serving them? So, you know, really creating some boundaries in regard to times like, Hey, you know, I've, I've got about. 40 minutes that I can really spend with you right, you know, right now or, you know, whenever that might be. Mm-hmm. And I really would like to to do that for you. What is if if we did that together, what would be an intention? What would be an outcome that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. You know, from, from that time together? Because I'm giving you, you know, I'm happy to to give you this time. But you know, what are you really looking for so that when we come close to that end of that time, we can check in with each other to see if that's the right space or, you know, and, and if it's helped or not, you know, and if it has helped, yay, you know, if, mm-hmm. it, if it's released some things, but not all things, maybe talk about how we can, you know, go on and, and create another space like this mm-hmm. for it to happen. And so when someone comes to you and really asks for your help with something you get to be in charge. You get Mm -hmm. to, but to do it from a place of real, authentic authentic, uh, uh, honesty and to know that you, with yourself first, that you know Mm -hmm. that you really will be fully present.
0: Yeah. Does that help? Absolutely. And I, I really like that you emphasize the boundaries because I think that ensures that you can show up from a place of love and not from a place of resentment. Um, but what I found really interesting was setting an intention for a conversation um, because I'm I'm training in psychology and that is kind of standard practice in, in that field, um, sure. but I had never considered it in a more informal setting. Um, so I find that really interesting and I think that could be a really nice way to get on the same level and to to make sure that you're having the same expectations for a conversation like that
1: absolutely yeah I think um, people who are hurting mm-hmm. people who are afraid they can suck the they can suck the wind out of us if we let them mm. so while and you might know this through your psychology practice and and, and the learnings that you're having um, part of being a, a psychologist or a good life coach is to really um, keep yourself out of it This is, Mm. you've, you've, you've created a space for them. And so they can only suck, suck the energy out of you if you let them. Mm. And so that's, that's a part of a a practice. You know, a lot of people, I mean, it's a big practice for people who are professionally in this, in this arena Mm. and not just friendships, but um, in its professionals. So we can understand, we can see ourselves like, oh, I'm starting to come up with, My own solutions and my own ideas and my own stuff. Well, how do I get myself away from that? Oh, they just brought up the fact that they raped someone. Okay, where am I with that? Mm -hmm. You know, like, or they were raped, where am I with that? You know, um, those are the two different things. But, you know, we said we're going to create this space for them. So how do we um, be fully engaged um, mm-hmm. with those conversations so that we can be in that space and, and to work with them? Now, that's from a pro- professional angle. We might find ourselves in those dire circumstances of listening as friendships, hopefully not as often
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> as that. But it's really, um, the practice is the same. The practice is to be an observing participant of when we, because we do it. You know, it's it's really hard to stay fully engaged and present with someone. And so the practices in order to do that, and it takes, you know, this is building up that muscle. It's, this, mm-hmm. it's a skill. It's a skill. So it's just being an observing participant of when we get it, when, when our own stuff is getting in the way and when we can just be loving and just gently nudge it away for myself. Sometimes I have a pad of paper, right? That, that I write some things down. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's, if it's a confidential conversation, which many times it is, you ask permission, you know, would it be okay? I just need, sometimes I like to just have some notes of keywords just to make sure that I stay fully present with you. Is that okay? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yes. And you can even demonstrate that you're going to tear up the paper after something. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that they can really trust that, that that's happening, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, and I think, you know, again, like this is a really interesting reflection of how does that feel for you, for, for the people who are listening? Um, is this something, you know, you ha- do you have relationships with people where you can have conversations like this? Is it something that feels good? Um, is it maybe something that feels really heavy or difficult? And I just want to remind everybody that whatever comes up, just take the deep breath again and tune into maybe that reflection that we talked about earlier. Um, Because Pammy, I really loved that you said, it's really easy to do that practice when you're on an island and everything is beautiful. Um, And it is the moment where, you know, in yoga, when you step off the mat that the work begins. And personally, I noticed in, in the beginning, when I started practicing yoga, that the practice would make me feel really good. And then I would kind of avoid all triggers. From a place of, I just did my practice, and I wanna, I wanna stay within this space. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until much later that I realized that the real practice is continuing the practice when you step off the mat. And so that is something that I actively incorporate in my teaching now, because when people study with me, I want them to feel like it benefits their lives beyond the hour that they spend with me. Um, And so I really loved that you emphasized that part of. You know the work happens in the moment when the emotion comes up, or when you get triggered, or when something happens. You know what
1: I love about yoga is, it it's a great physical. Oh, it's so much about yoga, but um, I'll I'll, I'll um, keep it simple. I'll kiss mm-hmm. this. Is that it, it? It helps us to physically see where our edges are. Mm. You know, in mm-hmm. that place of of we can we can identify the places in which we are in resistance. Mm-hmm. And how when we learning yoga and utilizing our breath, how we can really really number one recognize the resistance, accept that existence is there, a resistance is there, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then we can choose if we would like to to can kind of just push just a little bit further to mm-hmm. see where it's safe to move just a little bit further and that's uh, that physical that physical like we really that's we're in our body then but it's integrated where mm-hmm. it's it's the same practice where when we're living off the mat and we're living a yoga life mm-hmm. off the mat we're living in one with all of it right that's the practice of yoga it's 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 truly mm-hmm. living as a uh, as oneness. It is our body, it is our mind, it is a spirit. And we are interconnected with the oneness of the universe. And so um, for people who have experienced this practice, that sound that it, it, people get it. Mm-hmm. But people who haven't actually practiced yoga ever, because they have a preconceived notion of what it is. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than the physical. But it's a great, it's a great physical method to be able to be an observing participant of, of where the boundaries are for you, of where you resist.
0: Absolutely. And know that you have the power
1: to move through those places of resistance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And I also like um, how, you know, I, I, of course, you emphasize that yoga is much more than the physical, and that is so true. And at the same time, it is beautiful how sometimes the physical can be a mirror for what else is going on. Um, and of course, this is different for everybody. So if, you're, um, if you practice yoga, um, you know, again, find how that feels for you. But for me personally, I had times where I was so busy that I couldn't really tell how focused I was until I stepped on my mat and I tried balancing poses. And that was the moment I knew because if I could balance, I was okay. I was focused. And if I couldn't, that's how I knew I was kind of off balance in the rest of my life. Um, so I yeah. love this. Isn't
1: that a great metaphor?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <a> great metaphor
1: <laughs> because we have all these different areas of our life mm-hmm. that we, we, we live into, yeah? you know, And these different parts of ourselves that we live into. And when one aspect of those areas of our life is is out of balance, whether we're doing too much of something and not enough of another mm-hmm. or whatever that might be. We get to um, we get to experience that within the yoga practice, but we get to we can do that. We do that through the Reiki. When we practice Reiki, we become Mm -hmm. really aware of like what area of my life is really not not in balance right now. Where is my need for healing and wholeness and balance? And to just really allow for us to deeply listen for where that might be, and then create an intention to be able to bring you know, whatever it is that we desire to mm-hmm. that and then decide on okay, what action okay it's not like we're wishing on a star. We we've mm-hmm. got to okay, great. Now what actions am I going to take in that regard? And just tr- and it's the trust that's the wishing on the star maybe. It's the mm-hmm. trusting in the greater power they of than ourselves that will help us and support us and guide us along the way. And those of us, it is a an act of faith. And I think there's one question that I would like to to invite. People to think about when they're in this space,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's it, just in life. It, you know, it, it, whether you're in yoga or Reiki or you know wherever you are in life, is to ask yourself this question: Is this is this an act from fear, or is this an act from faith? And you get to define that. You get to define it. This is not a religious practice. Mm -hmm. It's about what do you have faith in? Do you have faith in yourself? Well, my friend, you might want to get to know yourself a little bit better. Because Mm -hmm. what you may find is that you are more incredible, more wonderful, more loving, more kind than you ever had given yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. And to really lift that up and to raise that. Yeah. Where is my, my faith? Do I have faith in my relationships? If yes, some relationships, if no, some relationships, what's, what's the, the boundary? What's the barrier? Where am I with that?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And to be able to see where am I in balance with all of that. And so when we really allow ourselves, sometimes we don't have relationships with certain people because we are in a place of fear. Mm-hmm. We might be in a place of fear in which we worry about what they think of us. They worry. And so then we we try to behave in a way that will make them like us, or mm-hmm. we think that, that, that they'll like us. And then we go and we go, we're out of balance, because we are something other than who we really are, mm-hmm. you know, around that. So it's interesting. And we're in that place of faith, we really, however we define it, and the, and the definitions change. I think, you know, that's why we always, we always kind of revisit with ourselves about where am I with my faith right now? What am I in face with, you can start to really, it grows, it enhances, mm-hmm. it really allows for that interconnection to really foster itself and manifest in your life.
0: Yeah. That's really beautiful, Pami. Thank you. Um, and I think we're at a point where we all have a lot to think about already. And so I want to shift out of this for a second and get to know you a little bit. Um, especially for the people who are listening, who are new um, to you, to your work. And if you're open to it, I would love to ask you the beyond the bio question. Okay. This question is, what is something that people don't know about you or that would surprise them if you told them?
1: Um, One of the things that many people don't know about me is that I have um, a very strong dedication to the values and the principles of um, my 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 country of origin, mm-hmm. uh, America, and and the actions that I've taken that people, many people, are surprised by because of who I am and how I show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Is I was a, a soldier in the military. I was a, a sergeant in the military. I learned how to. I actually flunked gun, mm. <laughs>
2: so
1: I. Uh, you know, you, you learn how to um, fire a weapon. You learn how to throw. Uh, hand grenades hopefully in the right direction <laughs> you learn how mm-hmm. to use bayonets and and you learn you learn how to kill that's mm-hmm. that's that's not why I joined the military I joined the why behind why I joined the military there's I have lots of stories behind that but the ultimate why is it was really whether it was the army or the coast guard or the navy or whatever it was about being of service to my country mm-hmm. to give back to um really honor the um all of what has happened in the past for the Patriots of the past to allow for the freedoms of democracy Mm -hmm. um, within the United States of America. And so that was for which I stood. Mm -hmm. That's for which I, 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 I served. And uh, so, yes. So I flunked gun, but they kept me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I threw a hand grenade pretty well. So, Mm-hmm. That was good. And um, I, 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 they caught me at a moment when they taught me the bayonet that I was mad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to demonstrate uh, probably a very scary power that lies within me. I really exposed, you know, that part of myself that actually could kill.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, you know, that really is, is, it was a huge awareness for myself. And it, I recognized that boundary once again of, Uh, You know, I okay. This is wow. I I I actually actually not only do know how to kill, I um, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not I choose to do that, or choose to be in this place of peace, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that
1: is just like a huge dichotomy that's been in my life that's really helped me to kind of define where I am right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was wondering if that awareness changed anything for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, when I came to that realization, I, it's really scared me. Mm-hmm. I really, um, I, you know, I can't really talk about faith and fear. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it, it was, it's interestingly, it was, um, after that experience that I attended a uh, week, we got to attend a church service. Mm-hmm. Um, every Sunday and a lot of us just went to the church service because we got to you know <laughs> we got to eat the goodies afterwards um, and got to have time out from all the other duties of being a soldier
3: mm-hmm. and
1: the the sermon that day I won't go into details about the sermon but the sermon that day while I did not come from a place of if his faith
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: and I did not um, identify with a lot of who he professed to be in that moment.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: His words in his sermon really helped me to elevate from a place of like, I am, I, my identity from, I am a killer. I am someone who can kill. Mm-hmm. I am someone who can bring harm to another and has that ability to do it to a place of, I have faith in myself. Mm-hmm. that I will not because I am also a person of peace. I mm-hmm. am peaceful. I am a person of love. I am loving and kind and compassionate and wise. I know how to choose and to discern. And I was like, in, in a moment, I was able to see the distinction between those two spaces of being in that place of fear, which is how I arrived at that Mm -hmm. service, to walking in a place of faith for myself, of who I also am. We -hmm. are all of it. We all have the capacity to kill. We all have that capacity to hurt and to harm. And whether we do it with a bayonet, or we do it with our words, or we Mm -hmm. do it with our actions in some other way, we can certainly kill a lot and cause harm mm-hmm. in this world whether we choose to or not is whether or not we choose to be living and coming from that place of fear
3: mm-hmm. and that
1: action of choose to be in our wisdom in our kindness in our wholeness and to recognize that we are all of it mm-hmm. warts and all
0: yeah i was thinking um, how this would resonate for people who carry a lot of anger or a lot of aggression. Um, and I was wondering if this, you know, you're talking about the sermon and how that shifted kind of how you were feeling and how you looked at, um, yourself and, and the spectrum of, you know, I can cause harm, but I can also cause good. Um, and I was wondering if that was the moment for you, or if there was a practice of keeping that in balance. It's interesting. so it was a reminder hmm. It was a reminder I had
1: forgotten. i was um I was an old soldier. I joined the military when I was twenty nine years old. Um, hmm. so it it was, you know, I'd already been through my earlier life and and had similar experiences but didn't really know that that those experiences were lessons quite honestly i wasn't Mm -hmm. i wasn't really living in in awareness um around that so that's just one example that the example comes up over and over again believe me i'm not i i am i live with i am aggressive Mm -hmm. i can be very direct and very to the point and very in people's faces at times and that's my sergeant Mm -hmm. (laughs) my sergeant pammy and I can recognize that I am that, but I, that's not all of who I am. Mm-hmm. In a moment I can recognize what is Sergeant Piami showing up? Is that really because well, sometimes that sergeant piaming serves the purpose, you know, things gotta get done and and mm-hmm. here we go. We're gonna we're gonna get her done. And then there are times in which we kind of where do we you know, like where are the boundaries? Where do we shift and start to step off to the the other aspects of myself? Mm-hmm. When do I start to notice that, yeah, okay, great, we got it done. Now I can move into this place of some self-compassion and gratitude and thanks and and, and to demonstrate that so I can mm-hmm. demonstrate my softness. There are times in which I begin with a place of softness mm-hmm. and that's not what's helping things shift for myself or the situation around me. So I can raise my voice. I can use my, my, my body language and I can do it from a mindfulness place. And mm-hmm. that's the conscious center. When you operate from the conscious center of that awareness, that's when it can be done from a healthy space.
0: Mm. I like that. I like that. And I also like the, you know, the very conscious aspect that, um, please tell me if this resonates for you. But what I was feeling was, that's kind of what is discerning the internal power from maybe aggression or harm, because you can have that strength and use it in different ways.
1: You can make every choice matter. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy when you're caught in the storm of your own story Mm
2: -hmm.
1: about what you're feeling, what you're experiencing in your life. And so that's once again, when you might need to call a friend Mm
3: -hmm.
1: or you might need to. So it's, it's, it's about recognizing when you're in that space. And for some people, it's very familiar. It's so familiar that that is their life.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, and, and it might be, you need to call a physician. You might need to call a doctor. There might be physically something going on for you. You might be having a biochemical imbalance, you know, Mm and, and it's really nice to, you know, you. Sometimes we don't know, you know, there are times when your blood sugar might be too low or too high. It might be, you know, it's like, oh, I forgot to eat. That's it.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) It's like, oh, you know, I'm feeling tense. I haven't even, I haven't even moved in the last six hours because I've been working so hard on this project and I'm so tense and, and it's like, oh, I'm just stuck in my bubble. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really appreciate you um, emphasizing these physical aspects as well. Um, because I think that's been a big discussion in these kinds of spaces is the concept of spiritual bypassing, right? Where we say, yes. Oh, you should just sit down and meditate some more and think happy thoughts and then it'll be fine. And sometimes it just is a physical cause. Um right. and so I, I, think, I I love yeah. that you're saying that. Very important.
1: And you and you know, Flora, you know, we've talked about um some methodologies, there's a there's a million and one, and we get to discover what that's the self discovery piece, right? <laughs> And and we get to in the in the personal um, practice. Yeah. And so for some people, like so creatives, for an example, Mm -hmm. they they need to be where their creative energies help fuel them, because that's part of who they are. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, it's not all of us are creative or we all have a sense of creativity, but it might not be our path or Mm -hmm. it might not be something that enhances us, but Mm -hmm. for some people it's music. It's for some people, it's art. It can be music and art. For some people, it's about, you know, sitting down with a quart of ice cream and, and Downton Abbey for, you know, <laughs> all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, whatever you need and, and to rather be in a judgment just because your need is not someone else's need. Your solution is not someone else's solution. Does not make you wrong. I think, you know, giving yourself permission to be able to have and to surround yourself with it, you know, um, if it's art. So for an example, we talk a lot um, about, you know, in Reiki, we talk a lot about energy. And so there's energy and sound mm-hmm. and we can resonate and we can ruminate with that, whether it's music or bells or, you know, whatever. It, maybe it's the sound of our breath and being completely present with the sound of our breath. We don't have to buy anything and we got it every time. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's the sound of our heart and connecting deeply with the sound of our heart and really coming from that shifting to a place of gratitude of like, wow, great. I have a heart. It's keeping me alive. Yay. (laughs) Mm. Step one. And, and it can be, um, it could be Taste. You know, and so, you know, being mindful, mindfulness eating and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, taking in the actual taste of different foods and and recognize that being careful, <laughs> conscious eating, you know, in regard to that. But just knowing that some, there are certain foods that really, really satisfy that. And I think we all know that some people it's salty, some people it's sweet, some people, you know, certain teas and things, but surround yourself with things that can really enliven you. You know, is there smell? Is it flowers? Is it uh, color? You know, just beautiful artwork or, or just having flowers or whatever that is. And give yourself, this is about you serving mm-hmm. yourself and giving yourself what you need in order to kind of bring you back to center, bring yourself back to focus so that you can really choose to have what you need in order to bring yourself a more balanced reality.
0: Mm-hmm. I really like that. And I think that is such um, a fun part of self-discovery because um, so somebody was talking to me the other day and they said, sometimes I find it so difficult to sit down for a meditation um, because I know it's good for me, but what comes up is not always fun and it's not always easy to deal with. And of course, those parts are, are extremely valuable and, and very interesting, and, um, but there's, there's more than that. And before we get to this, so I remember in the pre-interview conversation, you said to me, this work can also be playful and fun. And if it can't be fun, why bother? And I really love that. Um, And I want to get to that in a second. But before we get there, I just wanted to say, I loved that you specifically emphasized sound um, because there are a lot of musicians listening to this podcast. And, um, you know, for for everybody, whether you play an instrument or, you know, you interact with sound in that way or not, um, I would love to ask, what is your relationship to sound? And what are the things, um, you know, the the example that Pammy just gave was, can you listen to your heart or your breath? Um, But of course it can also be, it can be music and it can be instruments and it can be your own voice. And so that was just something that, I wanted to weave in there because I know there are a lot of people here um, who are going to be having very interesting answers. Um, and then I want to go back to Pammy. You said, "If it can't be fun, why bother?" And I love okay. this element of joy in in this work and in these practices. How yeah, um, that... how do you incorporate that? Yeah.
1: So so one of what became very powerful for me when I acknowledged the value of sound in my life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: was the memory of the origin of sound in this human incarnation. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I actually was able to remember the time of my first awareness Mm -hmm. in which we were camping. My family was camping on a beach. I'm from the New England area in the United States and on the coast. And we camped on the beach every summer. Um, but uh, um, I remember like waking up and hearing the sound of the waves. And I remember my father is a drummer. He's still. He's 86 years old, and he's still hitting those bongos and doing his thing he's given it up professionally but uh he's still there and I and I remember hearing the sound of the rhythm of my father like almost playing his bongos to the rhythm of the ocean waves um and then I remember and this brings a tear to my eye every time I, I I bring it to my memory but I remember the sound of my mother's laugh. Mm. And she was filled. And you have to know my mother was a very depressed person. She committed suicide. Mm. She's been out of my life since I was 13 years of age. Um, But yet this beautiful, this is what I have. I had this beautiful memory of sound of her laughter, her joy, her just really being in her moment and feeling so safe. They were outside of the tent and they were around a campfire, Um, but at the same time, I I didn't have to be close to them, but I never, I think that was the closest I've ever felt with my my family in, in that way. And it was through sound. There were other experiences. I certainly smelled the, the sea and, and that mm. came to me. So I, you know, I love aromatherapy and, mm. <laughs> you know, and, and those types of things, but just, it is, it was the sound. And honestly, when I, when I'm connected with my heart and the beat of my heart, I also, what's in my mind is like, is a rhythm. And it's that mm. rhythm of my, my dad's bongo and then the memory of the sound of my mother's laugh. And that's, you know, that enlivens that playfulness inside of me, just to recognize that even someone so depressed, mm-hmm. so sad, so, I mean, really, to, to be to be in that awful mental health place in which you to feel like you can't get out, but just for that moment of time, was able to experience
2: mm-hmm.
1: and be willing to experience the joy and to express it in laughter, that is my teacher about how Mm -hmm. I can bring that playfulness and that loving essence. You know, it's like, it's the, I don't, you know, I could judge myself in the way that I dance according to how other people dance. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) And I could say that I'm not a very good dancer. I was just about to say that, but the truth is, is my body moves to my own rhythm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: when I allow myself to be my authentic self and to really allow myself to do that and to be playful with myself, to be light, to be loving, to mm-hmm. really open up to like, this is, hey, I know I'm not doing what everybody else is doing, but here it is <laughs> Here I'm showing up and, and I'm feeling the joy and I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling the dance and boy, I sure wish I could move like you, but know what? This is it. This is where we're going right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's that is uh, just an example of how sound and and connected to playfulness and and joy um, can really show up for me in my own daily practice.
0: That's beautiful. I really I really like that. Um, and thank you for sharing such a beautiful memory. And I wanted to ask you. um, because what I found is obviously we're all very um, multi-layered and we have so many sides and I, I like that we already um, discussed a part of that. Um, And then, you know, now we're in the space of kind of this dedication to fun and this allowing yourself to experience joy. And I was wondering if you were influenced by your mother on this front is this something that comes naturally to you, this this joy, or is that something that you've consciously cultivated?
1: Yeah. And I don't think I consciously cultivated it, but I think I did that um, trying to, you know, trying to, as a child, make my mother happy. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we want our mom to be happy. We don't want our mom to be sad. We don't want to be, you know, it's like, gosh, you know, like, you know, and, and how we know that is, That the rest of the world doesn't seem to be quite in that space Mm -hmm. so doing what I could you know I was you know play acting and dancing for her and playing like music and and strumming and I I made up plays that and I would you know it's like will this help you mom will this help you you know and Mm -hmm. so um you know and that was my attempt as from a child's perspective to try Mm -hmm. to um be the healer (laughs) of my mother's pain um I certainly um there was no there was no getting away from it mm. and i think you know my evolution and my growth and my development as a human being through the these ages these decades now from that time has been knowing and recognizing that we can't do it for someone else mm. we just you know, my pain and the pain that I carried with myself is that, um, you know, because when my mom died, I was 13. So mm-hmm. it's a developmentally, you know, we're in a certain psychological space at that time. And I really took it on. I took great responsibility
3: mm-hmm. for
1: her death. You know, I thought it was, you know, I just didn't try enough. I wasn't funny enough. I didn't, you know, whatever. And to, and, and I took on, you know, it's there for the grace of God that, for me that mm-hmm. uh, I survived because <laughs> I was also growing up in a time of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and I really took that on. But once I recognized I actually survived all of that, and I, I could be grateful and thankful for that, and, and I was, and I had angels on my shoulders every step of the way, you mm-hmm. know, however you want to define that. Um, but that was my sense and my feel because I didn't, I wasn't conscious, I wasn't aware, I just, you know, was, was reacting rather than uh, behaving
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, that when I moved into my twenties and I, I had, I remember asking myself, is this where, how I'm going to continue to go? And it's yeah. like, well, if I keep on going this way, you know, <laughs> I might be high and happy, but you know, I'm gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I really had to make some shifts. I, I, I chose to mm-hmm. make um, some shifts in my behavior and, and through that shifting, you know, I really, took in my pain.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: really, you know, I, I, I recognized when I wanted to, I wanted to interrupt people with, with some playfulness rather than being with the pain. And, and I stopped mm-hmm. myself and, and I was able to just be fully present. This is how I learned how to be fully present. I always wanted When people were in pain, I always wanted to interrupt them and make them happy and, mm-hmm. and recognizing that, Nope, that didn't work. That's not going to work. It won't work. And so how can I just be fully present for myself as well as for others? And that's been the road. It's been, you know, um, honoring myself every step of the way. And at the same time, noticing when I don't, Mm. you know, um, it's so easy, but it has been easy for me to um, take on, like I worked in corporate for Mm. America for 20 plus years. And that's not where my heart was. That's not who, living according to the values that were espoused by those organizations. I did my best to be with organizations that came close to my own, but Mm -hmm. they didn't, you know, and and I never quite fit. It was, um, my resume will demonstrate that, you know, it's like I I fit at a certain place and then it's time for me to go kind of Mm -hmm. thing, you know, and um, I've come to an acceptance space around that. But just choosing to really shift from that place of corporate uh, and and being the corporation, being mm-hmm. one with that corporation, you know, and giving them literally my soul, mm-hmm. you know, in, in exchange for a very good salary, thank you very much. And having all the things that anyone would ever want, thank you very much, with no time to to be playful with them, no time to truly live the life that I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And so making a decision of like, hey, You know, I get to start to make some decisions around this as well Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: really just made some decisions about what do I need in order to really take, take this to a new place. So that was the discovery piece, the Mm -hmm. personal development piece, and then ultimately mastery to the place that I'm satisfied with it, that I can offer my products and services from an entrepreneurial space. Mm -hmm. So that's my journey and I'm sticking to it.
0: That's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I really love that. And thank you so much for, for sharing part of your journey and how you got to the space where we started, actually, um, with the, the Conscious Center Academy. And I think I just want to take a breath and ask you, if that feels right for you right now, to go into show before you tell. Um, because we've had such a beautiful conversation from your perspective. And I think this is a beautiful place to go one step deeper into one experience. Sure. Wonderful. In the original interview, this is where we went into the show before you tell. We've decided to release that part separately as a visualization, which you can find on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this episode. If you want any extra information or if you're interested in working with me, go to changeyourmindwithflora.com. Under the podcast tab, you will find more information about Pammy and the episode you're listening to right now. Additionally, I'm currently offering special wellness hour workshops for teams working from home. So if your workplace slash kitchen table could benefit from a little more calm and space, go to changeyourmindwithflora.com to reach out to me or to schedule a call. For now, let's get back into the conversation also with an eye on the time um i would love to get into thrive um and there was one more thing that i wanted to touch on with you but i think that's gonna perfectly fit within within this so i just i just um wanted to let you know one thing we've been talking about a lot is this idea of constantly redeveloping yourself um And that is something that I would love to hear some thoughts on if that resonates with you. Um, But if it's okay, I think this is the perfect moment to go into Thrive and to see where it fits, if it fits, if that's all right with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's, 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 this is a a perfect conversation um, for this moment and going back to the story. Mm-hmm. Of um performing for my mother and trying to make her happy and you know obviously from a place of childhood you know that's how I was going to survive was mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you know my mother will feed me, my mother will support me, my mother will protect me my mother you know in order to do that I needed to i i i I moved and shifted to different behaviors and that must that was probably. One of the beginning origin stories of um, in order to survive, I needed to constantly reinvent myself to match the situation which I found myself with my mother. Mm. And um, I've only recently become conscious and aware of this Mm -hmm. reality. Um, and, but it, it worked, you know, as I moved into, when my mother passed away and I had to move to a new, a new school and a new environment, I needed to reinvent myself. And, and so it was, I was grieving, you know, I didn't know that I was grieving. I didn't know what grief was. I was really lucky to have lived really, even though my mother was in deep depression, I had a very joyful life growing up. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, much of my teenage years was about just being who everybody else thought who I thought everybody else wanted me to be Mm -hmm. so oh you want me to be class president okay I'll be class president oh you want me to um be a rocker okay I'll be a rocker oh you want you know this and and really um doing it from an unconscious place but you know being kind to myself right now that was the space in which I was at Mm -hmm. and the the gift for right now in regard to and that continued all of my life in regard to, you know, um, so for an example, with my first professional life and my first marriage, uh, my first marriage, my, my first husband died as well. There's a whole mm-hmm. story around that, but w- within, um, that I we, we were in love with each other and it was all very good and it was very kind. And I worked really hard for my first career as a marine biologist and I loved it. I actually got, a, I, I moved into a career in marine biology. I was at my happiest, most glorious moment in my life mm-hmm. around doing that kind of work. And I worked hard to get there. And my husband at the time was working hard to, he bought, he created a restaurant
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he was not, happy and he was not successful and he needed my help. I had been in a restaurant business.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: I gave up what I loved in in, in order to make him happy mm-hmm. <laughs> and in order to help him. I knew a lot about the restaurant business. I knew I could contribute in some way. And I took that on. And so I gave up myself. I gave up my authentic self. You know, mm-hmm. finally, I was happy. Finally, I was living my, my dream and my life. And I gave it up for someone else. And then he died. And I move through, you know, and then I had to go through my grieving process. And then it was my second husband was waiting on the, the end of that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really, okay, how do I, you know, how do I be in order for this man to love me and to for us to be together and, and for me to feel safe and whatever. And so I became what he wanted me to be. It just seemed mm-hmm. so much easier than going and doing the work for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, I, I went to psychologists, but this was a theme and you can see it throughout all of my career. I never went back to being a marine biologist again, but what I did do is I was able to bring that systems thinking, you know, like mm-hmm. all of the sciences that I studied, that systems thinking really, you know, I was able to integrate even though I wasn't doing exactly what I wanted to do. I was able to integrate everything that I had learned through my life into, in order to move and survive. And now I'm kind of moved into this present moment of just previously that what brought me to the Netherlands was really giving up, you know, living that corporate life and really seeing how I wasn't living an authentic self. I was living the the life that my husband wanted to live. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he died. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, you know it's like okay you're gonna take this on and you really gonna live the life you want to live it's like the answer is yes
0: mm-hmm. and I had
1: to take drastic actions in order to really you know with myself and it was giving up all the things like was I my the things that I owned no I am not that I need to and I needed to give personally I'm not saying everybody needs to but I needed to give all of those things up the two houses the two motorcycles the two cars mm-hmm. all of like what was perceived as being very prosperous and the rest of society was saying, wow, aren't you wonderful? I was like, no, I'm unhappy. And Mm -hmm. this is not me and this is not who I am. And so um, for me, that was a part of my path to finally moving and allowing myself to be in, in love and, and loving, allowing love to guide me. It just happened to guide me here to the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And um, so now I am living uh, an authentic life, you know, and, and it includes, you know, that compassionate conversation that we talked about earlier, you know, about really being open and receptive. Obviously, you know, I'm now uh, past menopause. I'm in another phase of my life. We, mm. um, we've we both my partner and I have um, experienced life so we can really be fully present with each other in a new way. Mm. And so that we can both he and myself can live our authentic life and know that we can ask for what we need. So, you know, that shifting and changing brought me to exactly where I needed to be. If I mm-hmm. met Averett, my partner, when we were 20, we would have killed each other. You know, we just <laughs> we, you know, we're just we were so we're not in that space. Mm-hmm. But now I can't imagine more loving, more compassionate, more kind essence that could be in my life. And we embrace it every day. I for myself mm-hmm. and he and for himself. Um, so that we can really make that our priority. That is what we want. That's who we want to be. This is who we choose to be. And we're able to mirror that back and forth for each other mm-hmm. so that we can really live into the remainder of our life from the place of authenticity, love, peace, health, and happiness.
0: That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And I also love that um, you kind of acknowledge that you met each other in the right space in the right time um and that i'm i'm getting the feeling that some of it is a choice of you know now i'm choosing mm-hmm. to take responsibility for what i want and some of it is now might just be the time to do this thing or to start that relationship or to explore that job um and so i really appreciate that that things can happen you know flora i that they happen mm-hmm.
1: in Right. It, I think if there's one theme, one, one behavior that I needed to embrace for myself
2: mm-hmm.
1: that would have probably <laughs> served me a long time ago, but this is here we are,
3: mm-hmm.
1: is um, courage. Mm-hmm. To really, really acknowledge and understand what courage is. Where does courage lie within me to really own my power you know, mm-hmm. to really acknowledge that, you know, it's like, I don't have to go killing anyone to be powerful. I can, you know, mm-hmm. I can be fully present and whole with, with kindness and to uh, really show up. So this work continues.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it was, it was really choose, it was the choice to be courageous.
3: Mm-hmm. Once
1: I chose when I was, I was able to be an observing participant about what was working and not working, but I really needed to embrace courage. And I needed um, support. Mm-hmm. I needed. I, you know, the, the coaching practices that I practice right now, I learned from Debbie Ford, who's a world-renowned coach, mm-hmm. and I worked. I was one of the last people to work together with her before she made her transition. But you know, I, I really found people who could help me with it. I didn't do this all by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make this sound easy it can be as easy as you choose it to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know, there's gremlins that, you know, say, Hey, they keep us down.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I just wanted to, to shift here because in, in the final stage in thrive, we talk about three levels of advice. And the first one is, is staying afloat. And I feel like, we've discussed a lot of these practices. Um, I I feel like the whole podcast is kind of an answer to to these questions, right? And and the second one is, you know, somebody wants to do what you do or they want to get to a a certain place um, that you might be in right now. And I feel like we've answered a lot of those too. And so that brings us to the final step, which I'm really curious about. And what I would love to to know from you is what are you most proud of right now in your life and what is your biggest ambition for the future or your biggest dream?
1: Yeah, I think um, what's I'm most proud of in my life is coming to this space, to this place,
3: mm-hmm. to
1: um, have really um, embraced my faith through the fear of, Um, not being accepted, and and all of that, and just be in a place that I can really ask myself, who am I now? Mm. And honoring that. What is it that I want now? Mm. And and honoring that. And what is my dharma? What is my what is my true path? And when we ask some of those questions and then how may I serve is is always something for me and what am I grateful for? But I think really being able to um, be in a space in my life where I can be honest with myself and warts and all, Mm
3: -hmm. you know,
1: the killer and the lover, yeah? They all lie within all of us. Mm -hmm. And to be able to embrace it and to meet it and to um, come from a place of compassion, love and kindness rather than judgment Mm
2: -hmm.
1: of right and wrong really helps me live into um, this final stage of my life and, and how I do that for myself. As I do it through the mastery of whatever I've done for myself and share it with others. So, mm. the Conscious Center Academy is me sharing the tools that I've used in order to be able to bring me to where I am, mm-hmm. and to do um, utilize my my professional um, uh, skills as an educator
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, to be able to pull that in a way that can make sense for people and Mm -hmm. to um, be able to um, not make so much of a a, a in the box type of programming, but to be able to take that aspect of myself that can shift and change and meet people with where they're at so that we can then be able to grow from there. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: finding those growth spots together. um, And um, if I were to die tomorrow, which I guess we all think about in a way in this, this world of COVID,
3: mm. it can
1: happen to any of us, um, being out there, it's, um, it can, it, we just don't have control over it, we do our best. It's knowing that I have really done my best to serve the world and, and to be as, as authentic in that service as possible. So mm.
0: um, that's my message. That's beautiful. Yeah. I really love that, Penny. Thank you so much for taking this time to to talk with me and to share with all of us. Um, for those of you who are listening, I am so curious what you take away from this. Um, there's so much that we've gone into and so much of this is a long-term practice. Um, but Penny, mm. thank you so much.
1: You bet. And anybody that's curious, they're welcome to visit me online
0: Mm, anytime. Absolutely. Um, I know that you are also looking for collaborators for the Academy. um, Mm -hmm. For people who can create courses, for example, from their own um, experience and their own expertise. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would like to say to people who might be interested in working with you?
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah, um, if if you're feeling guided and you don't have to create the course, you know that's mm-hmm. that's kind of in my wheelhouse. So if you're feeling as though you're you have a, a skill and you're a subject matter expert, you're feeling as though you're in a place of mastery and you'd like to be able to share that with others, mm-hmm. um, in order uh, for you to grow and develop or to help you know those around you to grow and develop, I'm happy to talk with you about creating some uh, programming, whether it's a class, or coaching, or mentoring, or some sort of some sort of um, practice that you can share with others to help facilitate that growth and development for others. So it might be a course, it might be another type of practice, but um, I'm a creator too. And that's my, my, my uh, ability, my professional abilities to be able to create those different mediums. Um, mm-hmm. So whether it's music, whether it's yoga, whether it's whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, Uh, let's let's get your gifts and share it with the world you know it's no fair that you hold on to those gifts for yourself
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love to end on that invitation again thank you so much thank you all for listening and as always don't be afraid to change your mind